This episode of the Small Church Media Podcast is sponsored by Tithely. Tithely provides the best online tools to help you increase generosity, manage your church, and engage your members. From giving your church options to text to give, set up recurring online giving, and allowing your congregation to cover their own online fees, you can start collecting your tithes and offerings all online for completely free. So head over to smallchurch.media forward slash tithely to get started. Now, let's get to this conversation about the finer points of podcasting. You ready to get started? Let's get it. This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. Well, what is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. I hope you had a great week and are currently enjoying the rest of, well, I guess technically Labor Day was yesterday. <laughs> Today is not Labor Day. So I hope you guys enjoyed the Labor Day weekend with your family. For us, the Hides, our family, we moved as of a week ago. So we have officially been in this house for a week. I'm still learning the ins and outs of the new office and the new ways of life and the new systems and structures and all these different things. But tell you what, man, we went from driving literally Literally minimum 30 minutes one way everywhere. No questions asked. 30 minutes one way everywhere. So if we went and picked up the kids from school, 30 at least minimum 30 minutes one way. If it was construction and rush hour, 40 minutes plus waiting in car line and come back. My wife would sometimes be in the car for an hour and a half on a bad day. So so we're really loving life over here at the new house. But I hope you guys are enjoying the season of ministry that you are in right now. Now, for the church that I was on staff at for many, many, many years, we were about to launch our children's and student ministries just the the, the fall launch because we always started right after Labor Day. But maybe you've already started your guys' fall launch. But whatever season of ministry of life you are in, I hope you are enjoying that season with your church family. And I hope that maybe with these conversations that we've had all around podcasting and growing a podcast for your church has helped you maybe think a little bit of, okay, is there a new ministry we can do for our church? To be honest with you, it's never really a bad time to start a new ministry. A lot of times us at churches, we want to start till, you know, fall launch or right after the new year or right at the beginning of summer. But to be honest with doing a podcast, there's a lot of work you guys can do on the front end with, you know, maybe creating conversations, recording conversations, getting better at your craft before you even launch off into starting your podcast. And I hope we've had a great conversation all around podcasting. And today, I want to put a period on this conversation. I'm working with the conversation with another small church pastor who has a really fun, uh, just fantastic YouTube channel. We're going to hopefully talk with him here in a little bit. But today, I want to put a period on the conversation around podcasting, talk about the finer points of podcasting. But before we jump into that conversation, I want to let you know about the secondary sponsor that we have here on the show, because we, for the next two months, have two podcast sponsors for the show. Tidely, which you heard about at the top of the episode, we talked about, oh shoot, what episode was that? Where it was the top free resources that are just completely free for your church to use. And Tidely was the only giving platform we brought forward to that conversation because you can set up your online giving. And if you set it up correctly, where you push it out correctly and you tell your church people to cover their own online fees so the way the church doesn't have to, you can have all your online giving 
covered for completely free. And all your church has to do is spend a little bit of time in setting it up. Well, out of that conversation, having a lot more conversations with, with Justin, who's the director of marketing over there, they wanted to partner with the show so that way you as a church can constantly hear more about Tithely. But the other sponsor that we have here for the show is a new platform to the church media world called Sherman. Not Sherman, that was, <laughs> that was, I'm really bad. That was bad. That was bad. My apologies, Corey. Let's try again. It's Sermon Shots. And you guys got to check out Sermon Shots, okay? So I found out about this tool, like I said, just a little bit ago. And to be honest with you, I am amazed at how easy it is to create clips and recap videos from your sermons. Me as a associate pastor over the, the media and tech, we were creating content for Instagram and Facebook like crazy. And to be honest with you, it would sometimes take me hours to create very basic videos and it got kind of, to be honest with you, annoying to the point where I actually had a volunteer teenager who wanted to learn how to do these types of things in media. And right now she's actually down um, at Purdue in film schools and she's doing amazing work down there. But I actually had to help have her help do it. And I had to like create the clip and clip it and then send it to her and she would do things because it would just take us forever to do. But with Sermon Shots, you can have zero video background, zero video technology or graphic design skills and create a social media clip for your church sermon media content. Wow, that was really bad. Church sermon social media in less than 10 minutes. These clips are getting huge reach on social medias right now, especially around Instagram Reels. So I don't wanna miss out on this opportunity for you guys to hear about Sermon Shots. And Sermon Shots has actually given us a coupon code where you can get 30 days for completely free. All this information will be in the show notes so you don't have to remember it. But if you go to smallchurch.media forward slash sermon shots right now and put in the coupon code SCMP30, so Small Church Media Podcast 30, you can sign up right now and get 30 days freeze with sermon shots. So head over there and check it out. And if you want to know more about it and get a one-on-one -on -one tour of how the tools actually work, let me know. I'll get connected with you with Corey, who's the CEO of Sermon Shots, and you guys can get that conversation going and see how sermon shots can serve your church. But if you ever want to see what, you know, we had these conversations and let's say you go down the road and you're like, oh, goodness. I remember Mark talked about this one company that did this, this other company that did that. How on earth am I actually able to figure out where on earth these things are? If you go to the sermon notes, uh, the sermon notes, if you go to the podcast episode notes for every single episode, there are links to get you to those places. So just go to the show notes, go to smallchurch.media, Go to that episode you were looking up. You can even use the search icon to find that episode and just click those links and it'll give you all the information that you need. But you're not here to hear about just advertisements. We want to put a period on this conversation of podcasting. And at the beginning of this whole series around podcasting, we started with one simple question. And that question is, is podcasting the modern Sunday school? And so far, we've talked about how you should structure your podcast, how you can find your voice, how you can grow it, and what types of podcasts Christians often listen to. Well, today, we're going to be talking about the finer points of podcasting that one once you decide to make a podcast, you know, you might af you know, often find yourself asking these questions, and I know that you will most likely end up asking these questions because it's the questions that I see in the various Christian and secular podcasting Facebook groups that I'm in, and I see these questions come up every single day, and I boiled them down to five questions, and on this episode, we're going to answer each one of these five questions 
as succinctly and also just go in as deep into the weeds as we can to make sure you are fully prepared to create your podcast and launch it out successfully. Here's the five questions that often come up the most when people are, you know, they finally took the step into podcasting and now they get frozen because they don't know what to do. The first question is where do I get my music for my intro or and my outro. Question number two, where should I host my podcast? Because when you Google podcast hosting platforms, literally hundreds of different options come up. Question number three is, so how do platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify even work? Can't I just put my shows over there and call it a day? Question number four, do I have to make new graphics every week for the podcast? And question number five, do I also have to have my own website for my podcast? So let's get into it. Question number one, where do I get music for my intro and outro music? Now, I want to pause right here. Just remind you, every link I'm about to mention is in the show notes, so you don't have to remember all of it. But here's the deal when it comes to intro music and outro music and just different clips that you put inside of your show, okay? The big issue with music is copyright and copyright infringements. Now, just like you cannot rip off photos off of Google to use for social media posts or for your sermon series graphics, you cannot just use any song that you want for your podcast. So if you hear a song on the radio and you're like, oh, that's super dope, you can't just take it and slap it on your show unless you want to pay something that's called royalty fees to use the music. Now, generally, those fees for like using popular songs, whether Christian or secular, doesn't matter, can cost you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to use on your show. But thankfully, there's places where you can get free, great music for your show. And here are my three favorite places for you to get free audio for your podcast. The first one, which is great because this makes sure you don't have any issues with copyright information, is YouTube's own audio library. YouTube actually has their own audio library where you can download even sound effects and different noises to put inside of your videos or vlogs or podcasts, and you can never need to worry about copyright clauses because YouTube owns it, and if you use YouTube stuff on YouTube stuff, they're like, yeah, that's cool. That passes muster. But the other thing is, is they have a lot of musicians and artists who create different types of music that they just put on the audio library that you could just download and use. Now, some of these you have to put in your show notes that you are using their audio. And sometimes they'll say, no, you know what? You don't need to put any information in there at all. You can just feel free to use it and enjoy it. So the first place I want you to check out for music for your show is the YouTube's audio library. The second place I want you to check out is called Purple Plant. All right. Purple Planet has free music for your own usage, but in their terms of agreement, they state that you must give them credit in your show notes if you use their songs. And if you don't want to put them in your show notes, you can simply pay literally $8 per audio track and put that into your show. And if you want to learn more about Purple Planet, it's just purple with a dash, purple-planet.com. And then the last one, and I've used this for a long time, is called Ben Sound. So Ben Sound was my go-to place for all royalty-free music. In fact, if you look at any of our social, our, um, our YouTube videos that we kicked out for the student ministry when I was over at Southside, every single one of those videos pretty much had a Ben Sound audio on that video. And I pretty much tapped into their entire free resource library. And their website, if you go to the website, right off the bat, you're going to see pricing and they're going to be like, oh, I don't want to pay the... You 
you know, what is it, like 28, 30 bucks a month to use their audio because they relaunched their blog and they aren't putting their free content first. You actually have to go into a couple different tiers and find the free music. So what you do is when you go to their website, bensound.com, you can click view audio samples and literally just filter it at just free. Or you can click the link in our show notes and it will take you right to the free music from Ben Sound. So those three places all have free music that in free audio tracks that you can use for your podcast. So here's the question, all right? When would you ever want to not use free music and instead bump yourself up into the paid music tier? Now, generally speaking, the platforms that charge money for their tracks have a lot better sounds, better sound quality, and honestly, they just have better vibes of their music and a lot more, uh, more genres that you can choose from. The library is often more vast, and the chances that you're using the same audio song or audio track as everybody else just goes down exponentially. So if you want to use a paid audio platform, there's tons of them out there. You'll see them on ads all the time, especially when you start Googling music for your podcast. They're going to track you and they're going to show you Facebook ads all the time. My personal recommendation is use Pond5, numerically, Pond5.com because they have the best prices on music tracks. Now for this show, the Small Church Media Podcast, I am using free audio from Purple Planet. Um, well, I mean, guys, technically it's not free if you pay the eight bucks, but <laughs> but I love using Purple Plant, and that's where I got the audio track for this podcast was was from Purple Plant. But on my other podcast, Real Talk Christian Podcast, um, the first uh, season or two, we had a good buddy of ours write a song, or we used one of his songs, then he wrote a song for us, but then we decided to jump into the premium auto track audio tracks because we just couldn't find the perfect sound for our show moving forward. So if you're curious what we did for that show, you can go to Real Talk Christian Podcast podcast.com click the most recent episode and you can hear the audio track difference between this show and that show this is free that is paid and if you're curious about how much we paid for our audio for that show we paid a total of 100 bucks for one intro clip that was like two and a half minutes long and one outro track. Now, that may seem like a lot of money if you're just getting started, and that's why I wanted to let you know there are free places to get amazing audio tracks for your podcast. So hit the show notes. We'll have links in there for YouTube, for Purple Plan, and for Ben Sound. But question number two, the next question that we're going to talk about today we got to keep moving so we're not here all day, is where on earth should I host my podcast? Now, this is probably where most of the headache comes when it's time for you to actually start your podcast because there are literally hundreds of different podcast platforms out there. Plus, every single person you talk to will have an opinion on what their favorite one is or not. And we'll explain why you need to have a podcasting hosting platform for the directories here in a bit. But at the end of the day, every podcast needs to have a place to store their audio files. Some popular platforms that I like to use, again, links are in the show notes, are Podbean and Buzzsprout. I use Buzzsprout for this podcast, Real Talkers and Podcasts, I use Podbean. Both of these platforms give you an amazing dashboard to upload and create your episodes, a place to see detailed information on your stats, and a way to use their advertising platform to either play ads on your show, which can then monetize your show, or you can actually pay to put your ad on other people's show as well. But if you're already using a WordPress website, there's a free plugin out there called PowerPress from Blueberry. And you can literally just use your website, like your WordPress website. It's completely free to put this podcasting platform plugin 
on your website. You upload your episode just like all the other shows. You put in your artwork, you put in your details, you put in your episode, and just like that, your audio is hosted on your website. It gets launched out, and everything goes for completely free. And if you want another free option for your podcast, Anchor is a good choice. They're not a great choice, but here's the deal with Anchor, okay? Anchor lately has been having a lot of issues with crashing. I don't know why. They've just been having issues with crashing. Their stats aren't the best. And we all know this, but if, you know, if something is completely free, you are officially the product. And you have absolutely no control on how Spotify, who owns Anchor, uses your show. The information in your show and all of that stuff is, I mean, they say you own it, but they could do whatever they want with it because it's completely free. You don't own your own stuff on Anchor, whereas if you use your own website or a different website like a podcast hosting platform that you pay for, like Buzzsprout or Podbean, you have full control of your content, your uploads, and your stats. So the next question then is, why do I need one of these podcasting hope? podcasting hosting platforms. Can't I just use Apple Podcasts or Spotify to get my content out there? Which brings us into question number three, which is how do platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify work? Now, Apple Podcasts and Spotify are not hosting platforms. They are simply directories. So what Spotify and Apple do is you have to create an account on each one of these platforms. So you create an Apple Podcast creator account, Spotify creator account. And then what you do is you actually put in a link to what's called your RSS feed, which basically um, you're telling Apple Podcasts and Spotify to look at this one specific link, this one specific URL, and anytime it gets updated, they need to update their directly directory on their end. Because check this out, Spotify and Apple Podcasts don't host anything. All they pretty much do is when you go to Spotify and you type in Small Church Media Podcast and you click play on an episode, they just keep the basic information there inside of the directory of what the podcast name is, how long is it, are there any notes for anything, just the textual information. But when it's time to stream the audio, just like when you go to YouTube, you have to have an internet connection to stream that off of the YouTube servers. Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Pandora, all these places are going to your hosting server to now stream that episode straight off of your hosting server. And that's exactly how these podcast hosting platforms are able to track your stats. They can see how many times it was played because Spotify, every time a new type person hits play on Spotify, it actually streams a new version of that actual podcast file. So if you just want to put your stuff on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, it doesn't matter. You still have to have a podcast hosting platform so that Apple Podcasts and Spotify could then go find the audio file and then quickly stream it out to the person that are trying to find it. And this is exactly why, based on some different shows, sometimes it takes a little longer for a show to load the actual content. It's because generally those podcasts are hosted on either really, really cheap, slow servers which generally that means if you have a cheap WordPress website and you put your hosting on that cheap WordPress website hosting plan, that's not super fast and not super um, dynamic in how it loads content. It may take a little bit for it to load on the user's end. But at the end of the day, you can't just have Apple Podcasts or Spotify in order for it to work. And if you just create like a, a podcast show, let's say on Buzzsprout, you upload your content, you might be asking the question of why isn't it showing up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify? And it's because you need to go into each one of 
of these content. And normally the good hosting platforms will tell you how to do it, but you need to tell Apple Podcasts and Spotify exactly where to go, where to look, and so that they can pull the information in. So that's how platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Pandora work. They don't host anything. They just go to your host so that way they can stream that episode to the person that clicked on that specific episode. So that was question number three. Question number four is, do I have to make a new graphic every single week for the podcast? Because that just seems like a lot of work. And the answer is yes, and the answer is also no. Here's why yes, okay? Why you should make a new graphic every week for your podcast episodes because it easily, not easily, but it creates an easy way to share your podcast on social media. Because if you make a new graphic every single week for your podcast, when you tell people about it on social media, you can put in that specific episode's graphic into your social media accounts, which is exactly what we do on this show. But the other reason why it's a good idea to do this is when people are searching on Spotify, Spotify shows up that individual's episode graphic on their device on, on the person's devices if they use Spotify. So if they're searching on the left-hand side, it's going to show a little image of what the podcast episode's graphic is. And if you do a different graphic for every single episode, when someone clicks to play that, they're actually going to see that graphic on their device. However, and this is why, no, maybe you don't necessarily need to create a new graphic every week, is if people are using like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, those places actually do not show the graphic for every single episode. They just show your individual artwork for your specific show. So if you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts right now, you can look, you just see what the general graphic is, where it just says a small media podcast with my face and my wife best face on it. But if you listen to it over there on uh, Spotify, you'll see that you won't see us. You'll see the actual individual episodes graphic that I also put on social media. But here's the deal, all right? Now, do you have to create a graphic every time? Well, it takes time to do it. It takes effort to do it. People don't always notice it. So if you feel like, you know what? No, we don't need to make a graphic every single time. We just need to tell people that there's a new episode out there. Then no, you don't need to make a new graphic for your show. However, if you want to use that to then start pushing on social media to talk about the episode you're talking about, then maybe, yes, you should make a new graphic for every single week. But do you have to make a new graphic every week for your podcast for it to grow? The answer is simply no. You don't have to do it. But if you have time and resources and you enjoy doing it, shoot, just go for it. The final question we're going to talk about today is, with my podcast, do I also need my own website for my podcast? Most amazing podcast directories give you a website already for your podcast. And generally, a podcast host will provide you with kind of some semblance of a webpage so that if people Google you, you have a higher chance of showing up in those search results. And people, when they land on it, they can see your show and all the different episodes that go along with it. But here's the deal, all right? Every time these podcast directories make you a webpage for your show, it always will show up as a subdomain. Now, what is a subdomain? A subdomain is anytime you see a word dot in front of a dot com. So if you go to a website and you see like um, like markhide.com, right? All right, that's my website, markhide.com. This is not true. I could create a subdomain called shop 
www.markhyde.com. And it's a completely different website. I could do uh, podcast.markhyde.com. It's completely different from my actual webpage. A subdomain literally is a webpage that is a standalone page by itself, but it's piggybacking off of the actual domain of the primary domain. So if you're using something from Buzzsprout, it will be the name of your podcast.buzzsprout.com. Podbean, name of your podcast.podbean.com. So for example, with this show, most of you guys know that we have the website over at smallchurch.media. At, at least at this point, I hope you do. But this is the, the this is not where the hosting platform actually posts their content. If you head over to smallchurchmediapodcast.buzzsprout.com, you can see the webpage that Buzzsprout has created who hosts this podcast. But if you go to smallchurch.media, that is my website, and I bring in the content from Buzzsprout to populate my website. I know it's very confusing. So this is why two questions kind of come up at, out of this, this conversation is, if I already have a WordPress website. Why do I need to pay for another search? Because like for me, I'm paying for my website. Why do I need to pay for another website to host my audio platform? And then the next question is, is why don't I just use the subdomain website as my main website rather than have a whole separate website that works and thinks a little bit differently? So to answer number one, this is for me personally, all right? This was just a decision that I made. I wanted my audio to be on a fast and secured hosting platform where if something happens to my website, smallchurch.media, I don't A, lose my audio files, and B, you guys aren't stuck stranded with not having content that is findable and streamable. Because the biggest thing, again, if you go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, it's looking for the host to then push the audio out and you're streaming right off my website. If something happens to my personal website, you guys are stuck with not having anything streamable. So I chose one of the best platforms out there, Buzzsprout to do that. So I use my website as the face for my podcast, but the audio is not hosted on my website, but I host it over on Buzzsprout. Real Talk Christian Podcast, we do the same thing, but our audio is hosted over on Podbean. And then the answer number two of why don't I just use this you know, subdomain as my actual website is because for me, I wanted a resource library. I wanted to create courses. And you cannot just do that on a podcast hosting webpage because it's a webpage where it just hosts your audio files that <laughs> helps people find it and click play. But here's the cool thing that you can think about for yourself, all right, is that with each hosting platform, you are able to purchase your own domain name from places like GoDaddy. So you literally could do um, HopeCityChurchPodcast.com. You could purchase that domain and then follow your hosting platform's instructions on how to use your own domain name instead of their subdomain. So for a long time, if you went to RealTalkChristianPodcast.com, you did not go to the website that you see now. It took you to our Podbean subdomain, but it acted in pretty much everyone just thought it was RealTalkChristianPodcast.com. It didn't feel like a subdomain because we had a real URL attached. But, you know, whatever you decide to do, you need to make sure that you create an easy way for people to find your podcast on your, ready for this? Churches, website. You can create your own website, your own URL for your church's podcast, but you got to make sure that you make it as easy as possible for people in your church, specifically like the older folks that really don't know how to use technology super well. You need to make sure you get your podcast over on your church's webpage. You can use embed codes where, um, in fact, if you go to our old church, I'll include a link here in the show notes. I'm going to type that out right now so I don't forget. But if you go to Southside S 
sbc.org forward slash sermons, you'll see that we just took an audio embed file and just put for our sermon library we hosted on, on uh, Buzzsprout. We just put an embed code on the website so people can easily find it. But you got to make sure you do quick links for Spotify and Apple Podcasts so people know how to get to your show and subscribe to it. And then be prepared to explain to people how they can you know download these apps on their devices, subscribe to it, and then actually play it for your show. Because if you want to grow and have people engage with your show, the younger folks, yeah, we, we, we know what podcasts are. We know how to find them and what to do with them. But older folks, if you want to engage with them, you got to step into their world and show them how to do it. So let's wrap up this whole podcasting conversation, all right? So we've been at this for well over a month now and talking about how you can create and use a podcast to grow the faith of your church congregation. Not reach outside, but simply grow the faith of your own church congregation. But now is the time to get started and make something happen. Doing something new in church life can be very daunting, especially when it's in an area that may be outside of the normal range and scope of what churches do. But I truly believe that if you want to meet people where they are at, right here, right now in the 21st century, podcasting is truly the way into teaching and equipping your congregation in the exact same way that Sunday school was created to step into a culture gap that the church and only the church was able to fill. So what do you say? I say it's time to try something new. And something new that maybe you need to try for your church is starting a podcast ministry, digital ministry for your church. Well, guys, just like always, it was an absolute pleasure hanging out with you again for another week of the Small Church Media Podcast. Make sure you hit the show notes so you can check out our sponsors, Tidely and Sermon Shots. Both of those places are amazing platforms that were created to serve the small church. So make sure you head over to the show notes or the website or just, you know, our church website forward slash whatever you want to go to. So smallchurch.media forward slash Tidely or smallchurchmedia forward slash Sermon Shots to learn more about our amazing sponsors for this show, but head over to smallchurchmedia. No, just smallchurch.media, not .com, just smallchurch.media, where you can sign up for our free mini course on how you can use Canva to create amazing sermon series graphics for your church. You can also, anytime you sign up for anything in our free resource library, you're added to our email chain where sometimes I'll send out free things that we've created here for the show for you guys, or just other free resources that I found along the way, or just some pieces of encouragement. So make sure you hop onto our email email list as well by, you know, just downloading something for free from our free resource library. But again, it was an amazing time hanging out with you again over here on the Small Church Media Podcast. So I hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you again next week for another episode of the Small Church Media Podcast. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.